With four daughters and two on a dance team, I can tell you we go through a lot of mascara in my house, but I'm crazy about L'Oreal Paris new Panorama Mascara, which catches every lash for corner to corner for maximum volume. If you're looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank, this is yours. The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. I've been using it for about two weeks now, and I feel like my eye has completely opened up and the girls are crazy about it too. They've got a tapered brush to catch every lash, one of the best mascara wands that I've ever used. And like I said, this luxe appearance of this gold package, you got to get it. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. L'Oreal Paris New Panorama Mascara. You're going to love it. Okay, I'm obsessed with Audible because it lets you enjoy all of your audio entertainment in one app. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. And with female writers and heroines, celebrity narration, multicast productions, Audible has you covered for every type of excitement that you're looking for, including true crime and mystery. And I know all of you love that too. For example, right now, I'm listening to None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash reality life or text reality life to 500 500. That's audible.com slash reality life or text reality life to 500 500. The amazing Kate Casey. Welcome back to another episode of Reality Life with Kate Casey. Hope that you had a great weekend. And I mean, this whole weekend, there were stories about J-Lo and A-Rod breaking up, which brought back memories of my interview with Danny, where she confirmed that A-Rod was FaceTiming with Madison. Now, they say they're working on their relationship, but I have to believe that Jennifer Lopez is thankful to me, in part, for saving her for some headache. Because as I understand it, they canceled two weddings, two wedding ceremonies, So I'm thinking about all the flower money they would have spent, bridesmaids' dresses. I save people the headache of wearing an ugly bridesmaids' dress, eating gross appetizers. I'm just saying, I hope she's thankful. There are a bunch of things I want you to watch this week. Okay, the first thing is Kid 90 on Hulu. It's this documentary with punky Brewster Soleil Moonfry revisiting her young life as a child actress and teenager growing up in Hollywood. So it's this old videos of lots of the stars of the 90s and what her experience was. And turns out that her Mr. Big was Charlie Sheen. I'm not even kidding you. So you must take a look at that. Keeping Up with the Kardashians has their 20th and final season of the show premiering this week. Formula One Drive to Survive is on Netflix. This is an incredible show about Formula One racing. I know you're asking yourself, why would I watch that show? I am telling you, it is a fascinating behind the scenes look at a really interesting sport and the personalities that are in the sport of Formula One racing. So please check that out. Again, it's on Netflix. I also wanted to have you check out an HBO series that premieres on Sunday. It's called Q Into the Storm, and it chronicles the evolution of Q Anon in real time with unprecedented access to key players, revealing how the anonymous character known as Q uses conspiracy theories and information warfare to game the internet, hijack politics, and manipulate people's thinking. So a sociological thriller, if you will. The Clown and the Candyman is on Discovery ID. It It's a series that takes viewers down the rabbit hole to a murky world of predators in the 70s. So if you are a true crime person, this is right up your alley. It's called The Clown and the Candyman. Operation Varsity Blues, the college admissions scandal is on Netflix. And this is a documentary that comes from the same team behind Fire and Tiger King. So we know we're going to get something great. And it's less about the celebrities attached to the scam, but more about the mastermind Rick Singer, who enjoyed this prolific career of bribing elite universities with side door offers to gain admission for the children of wealthy clients. Although I have to say, not all of his clients were wealthy because my neighbor used Rick Singer. And she said he charged a normal price. So she called him on the phone one day and said, Rick, Why weren't you? I just have to ask you, why weren't you charging me these big fees? And he said, because I knew you wouldn't pay them. So isn't that kind of crazy? Anyway, 
Um, the other one, of course, is Mass Singer on Fox, which is always great. They just had their first episode last week. And then I'm telling you that Real Housewives of Atlanta always delivers. So put that in your queue this week. You must watch them. This episode is so funny. I have Hannah Burner and Paige DeSorbo from Bravo's Summer House, who are, they're good pals and they're friends of mine as well. And Hannah just got engaged. So I wanted to ask her about that. And then Chris Farah is the most hilarious recapper of 90 Day Fiance. You've got to watch her YouTube page because you will seriously pee your pants. So she has the most hilarious insights into this season of 90 Day Fiance. So if you're not watching, don't worry, because I've been dipping in and out, honestly. And she's just going to give us kind of an update on, you know, what we've missed, what we need to know. And I promise you, you will, your ribs are going to hurt later today. So here we go. Paige, Hannah, Summer House. It's been a dream. It's been a real dream. <laughs> Is okay, that the word? <laughs> I don't know. Well, first thing out of the gates. You decided to get engaged and to keep this information from me for, what, two weeks? <laughs> what bullshit is that? Okay, well, let's let's go back to the beginning. Where'd you meet this silver fox? So, he, <laughs> it's funny, five years ago, um, I saw him at a comedy club, Comedy Cellar, downtown New York. I was um, in a marketing job. I hated it. I wanted to, I cried in the bathroom every day. And I was like with some work friends. And then he got on stage and I was like, oh, my God, I love his voice. I love his eyes. I love everything about him. But he was talking about how he lives in Ireland. So I'm like, mm, guess I'm never going to marry that man. Fast forward. Here we are. Manifestation works. <laughs> wow. I forgot that you like saw him before. Now I'm thinking back to everyone I've ever seen. Him. I know. It's weird. Like <laughs> how many paths you might have crossed that you're like, maybe you already met your husband. You just don't even know. Yeah. But he said he saw me on like some comedy comedians insta story followed me i thought he'd want me on his podcast never messaged me then i went out to lunch with luann while i was i remember that that day i do remember that day i was single with five cats with my parents it was a dark dark place and then <laughs> i luann was like let's go for like a social distancing lunch outside and i was remember being nervous about it and we posted a photo and i tagged shelter island and then des dm me and he goes hey are you out east and i'm like oh that hot comedian I didn't even know he lived in America and then I said yeah and he goes do you want to get coffee in Sag Harbor I said sure here's my number and we went on like a four-hour date in Sag Harbor this was the middle of July two weeks before I knew I had to go to the house and wait I, what, how many days after Luann because I feel like I talked to you maybe like a day or two after that yes you did it was it was like like July 15th like mid-July that I met him so it was a couple of days after Luann. Like, it was pretty quick. This means that I should officiate the wedding because I was really there from the beginning. That's <laughs> what I wanted to ask you on this podcast. That's what I've come on. <laughs> okay. We so have Bolo for the bachelorette party. <laughs> Kate Casey, like, I'm seeing the whole thing. In, in roller skates. Okay. The minute <laughs> you meet up with him and you see him across the room, are you like, oh, my God, you're in eyes. I just want to dive into that pool i like, love what you're romanticizing it Paige. i'm sorry because she's heard this conversation i get into a big fight with my dad who by the way everyone it makes it look like he's this monster <laughs> my dad's my fucking best friend he just like wanted me to be the best tennis player ever no i mean your father's me I, I that's me he's with the my fucking, kids like that just he's the best like he just yeah. loves me more than anything and he never raises his voice at me he just was a dick sometimes anyway um he was being such a dick because I haven't been on a date in seven months. And I, I said, just drop me off at the ferry because I can't drive. That's my own issue. Drop me off at the ferry at 1 p.m. to go on this subject. date. It's a whole different for another <laughs> podcast. Um, my license expired. Anyway, I was at the DMV when I got engaged. No, anyway. I saw you were at the DMV the other day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's my favorite place now. They know me by name. So he, my, my dad's like, I have a tea time. And I was like, dad, he's like, Jerry gets mad when I'm late. I said, dad. I am lonely. So I see him and you know how you don't like want to be in a good mood for the date, but you just can't help it. And something about him made me feel comfortable enough to be like, my dad is being <laughs> such a dick right now. I'm just going on about my dad and how my mom was like having my dad's side. And he just goes, at least your parents are alive. Love it. And I yes. just look at him and we just start dying laughing. I mean, he was honest, but like 
his dark humor and the way I just came in full, mm-hmm. full too much me. And he was like into it. And then he it was into it and he rode through it. I like that. Yeah. And he had a convertible. So that was cool. And his accent. Yeah. I mean, he like kind of goes into like Irish sometimes, but he has this thick Queens accent. And it's, oh. it's just so weird because we've both traveled a lot. But like I ended up, I'm from Brooklyn. He's from Queens. Like you kind of end up with someone who feels like home. And yeah, he's just, he's smart, funny, wise. I love that kid. <laughs> I love that kid. With like you're 75 years old. Um, are, have you fully embraced this Irish, new Irish part? Like, are we talking about the Blarney Stone? Are we eating? <laughs> We're naming our kid Seamus. <laughs> Oh, wait, am I part of the clan now, Kate? Yes. This is like, I'm really invested in the story of you becoming an Irish lass because this is pretty incredible. Okay. So I've always loved Irish men. Like I've all, my first crush when I was like seven years old was this like kid with platinum blonde hair and a mushroom cut and blue eyes. And I just, I've always loved Irish men since day one. Um, Okay. So he proposes to you anything special about the proposal? What do you have? Like a carriage? Was there music playing? Did there was there a mo- like flash mob in the background? What, what are we looking at? If there's Bag if pipes. a guy had a flash mob, pipes. that would be my actual fucking nightmare. Oh. Um, I do feel like people feel the pressure from society to be like, it has to be this like incredible moment. It's so romantic, so surprised. But like we talked about it beforehand. I, he was like, I want to marry you, and I was like, cool. Let's oh. talk about the ring. Like, but I like pa- it. Paige, it's funny. Paige has really seen the relationship go from like this guy I met to this yeah. like person I love. And a lot was it in bed, as most things in our life happen, where he would send us these funny videos because I would call him like hysterical all the time. Like, I'm getting distraught. <laughs> and he would he sent me a funny video about frenemies, about losing his remote control. And he would send these funny rap videos. And then naturally he stopped once he stopped pursuing me. Um, and I showed him that I, I, I liked him. And then I heard him at 8 a.m. like practicing a song. And then he texted me a song on Valentine's Day. And at the end of it, it said like, um, I have a surprise for you. And he was kneeling both knees off the bed, which I thought was like, let girls have something to themselves. But anyway, (laughs) so he's off the bed and he was just like, will you marry me? And then I started crying and I was I was like, is this a bit? Is this a joke? Because it really was a joke. He's like, I want to marry you. And I was like, cool, well, put your money where your mouth is. Buy me a ring. And then it just, so just like keep being sarcastic until they take it seriously is my biggest piece of advice. So did you get engaged on Valentine's Day? We did. So that means I'm going to keep the ring regardless what happens. Fuck you. <laughs> wow. And so. I knew you were about that. But here's, the, but here's the interesting thing about you is that you just went balls out because I feel like you were this single girl and it was kind of like, yeah, dating, blah, blah, blah. Then it's you meet him and you're like, we're getting married. We're having kids. And somebody actually said in an interview that they think you might be the person to have a baby before Amanda. So here's my question. <laughs> now, that you're with, <laughs> now that you're with him, is it like your ovaries are on fire? Like what's going on internally? And do I need to walk you through it? Oh, my God. Great question. Um, I would love to know this, too, because okay. I'm scared. <laughs> well, I do a. Well, peop- I feel like when I started Summer House, I was actually getting off a really bad relationship and my walls were so up. Like British Dave was amazing, but I just like really no. wasn't looking for a relationship. I mean, he was tall, 6'6". Six, six, let's not forget that. But then <laughs> other, like I really was fucked up. Like the last relationship I had, like I got so much depression, so much anxiety from it. And I, mm, one thing my dad okay. always told me is like, don't let boys distract you. So I was in full like I'm oh, doing my good. comedy career. I'm partying yeah. in the summer, filming this thing. I don't want any guy to mess with my mental state because I'm feeling happy. Um, so when Des came around, I was still like very blocked. And he basically was like, yeah, I know you're the one for me. And I'm like, haha. Mm-hmm. And then he just like kept kind of pushing, pushing until I was like, wait, so I just have to like let go and then this will become like love. <laughs> like it was, And he just kind of held my hand through it. And next thing you know, like it was it was feeling pretty simple, but I didn't. I didn't easily be like, oh my God, yeah, I love this guy. I remember being like, we got into one fight because I'd been fighting with like all these guys during the day. And he like made a comment like, 
and he, I thought it was like kind of like a dick comment and I just started sobbing I'm like if you've been hiding this asshole side to you this whole time <laughs> I will fucking find it and I will fucking leave you if you're an actual <laughs> asshole like and he's like I'm so sorry like I think you're projecting a little and I'm like leave me he's, so, you know what it, he's a grown up He's a grown up. I never, I never dealt with mm-hmm. one before. It's strange. I know, I know. But this is pretty big stuff. So, are we talking about a short engagement? Are you going to okay, get actually? Pregos? This, is an, What's this happening? is an update. This is an update that I haven't even told Paige yet because she's been running around. So we well, found she this, sure has. We found this perfect <laughs> location, and oh. the, the only time they had was like this August. And I Done. was like. I was like, let's do a shotgun, shotgun wedding, quick thing, garage wedding. I want it to be like easy, fun. No, barbecue. shotgun wedding, I think, is when you're already pregs. Well, people were spreading rumors <laughs> about that. And I was like, well, I haven't tested myself recently. But it fell through. <laughs> it fell through. Oh, so wow. we're like, we're, we're back. Basically, like, mm. I don't think they realized that there would be so much publicity around it. And then once it got announced, they were like, we don't want to be a part of it. And I don't want any venue to feel uncomfortable having me there. <laughs> Wow, like this fucking bitch so i um we're back just figuring it out and maybe i'll enjoy the engagement a bit we'll see no nah. see update just get wow. married that makes me feel better <laughs> <laughs> i mean to be honest Paige, me too like it was kind of like i was very getting exciting. stressed i was, was like what am i wearing like i was getting stressed like oh, oh god are you gonna make Paige wear some really ugly bridesmaids oh no dress? i'm actually i i don't think i'm gonna do bridesmaids i just want like great speeches at the wedding from my favorite people yeah, that sounds cool. That you know. sounds more you. Although it could be pretty funny to make Paige wear something really ugly. Just like for out of principle. No, like this is a thing. Like, Absolutely. That's <laughs> one thing that would end our friendship. A- like we do a lot of fucked up shit, but like that, that's how Paige would never speak to me again. <laughs> no, I think if you wear, however, wear that Bjork, um, you know, ostrich gown that people would really feel it. I think people could dig it. It's like you're wearing peach colors. Right? <laughs> We're not friends anymore. Amazing. <laughs> okay, so we are engaged. We are happy. And we're, what's your plan? Are you guys going to live in Queens? W- what's going on? So right now we're living in West Hampton, um, which has been nice. Then I go into the city um, mm-hmm. for work every now and then. But really just I'm, I'm a suburban mom now. I go outside. Oh, my walk, God, you are. I walk the dog. I talk to other people about their dogs. <laughs> and then I come home and I tell him about the conversation I had with someone about Stop. their dog. That's God. where we are. That's where we're at. It's pretty, pretty simple. I don't even know the girl watching TV right now. I'm like, who is that girl? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's interesting. You got engaged and you aged 15 years. Oh, 100%. It's, yeah. I also like, I immediately started nesting when I got here. I cooked dinner. What? Because I want to. Like, it's this weird. Wow. I never wanted to like care for a guy. But now because I care for him and he got so happy when I cooked for him once. I'm like, I should do this more often. And yeah, I'm, I'm just like so boring now That's i can't wait to meet someone that i want want to do things for them <laughs> no, like i literally crazy. hated everyone yeah up until i this thought point. that was very telling that you said in the season like my parents just do everything for me and i just thought god that sounds nice yeah i was just like <laughs> so amazing why like part of the reason i can't have a boyfriend is because i'm like i don't well, one, I don't want you around. But right, two, right. like, I don't feel the need to, like, want to do things for you. Right. That makes yeah. a lot so, of sense. Until I meet that person. I, like, I was always, like, never do wifey duties ever yeah. until, like, you think he's a good guy. But we early on, like, immediately we're at the DMV. We're going to Home Goods. He's letting me smell all these candles. We were putting mm-hmm. together IKEA couches. And, like, that this was an initial good. test. This is, this is the stuff they should do on The Bachelor. This yes. is real preparation. I mean, Kate, like, yes. I could date this guy in the city for 10 months, or I can immediately move in with him after Summer House, mm-hmm. see if people are like, oh, I'm scared to move in with him. It might not work out. No, no, I want to know if it's not going to work out That's ASAP. Right. So, That's like, correct. I basically- really knew she was in love when she was talking to him on the phone for four hours, because <gasps> Anna is very much the type of person where, like, she gets tired, she can't be around people. yes. She's not doing anything she doesn't want to do. And she was like, okay, I'm going like, to go talk to him on the phone. I'm like, for how long though tonight? Like, when are you coming We were back? doing like three podcast episodes a night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not fair. It was crazy. And, and Paige even would text me like, hey, I'm going upstairs to get snacks. And I wouldn't answer. Yeah. And she would be like, Ooh, yeah. it wasn't great on our relationship. So but, I would like open yeah. the door. One night I opened the door and she was sitting in bed eating pretzels. And I was like, okay, so interesting <laughs> to me. Every single night wow. I ask you if you want to go snack with me 
and like you went and snacked by yourself and it's just like i don't know you who are you what who have you turned into um before we get into summer house or as we're in summer house <laughs> the timeline of des and luke people are like what because you show up to the house and you sounded like you were interested in luke which was a mystery to me because he looks this season like a yoga instructor <laughs> Which is not your vibe. Yeah. It's funny because I think when people saw me crying, they were like, this girl's... I mean, and also all the people were like... I mean, particularly like Carl and Kyle are like, Hen is so in love with Luke this beginning of the summer. But now they're trying to say I was so in love with someone else in the beginning of the summer. So it's like, if you're going to lie about me, just get your story straight, you know? Well, I always felt like the 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 way you were upset about sierra was more about a feeling of rejection like wait a minute you didn't want to like sleep with me every minute of the day last season or last summer and then you are totally into her like why not me i think all women do that well it was it was definitely like egos and pride involved that i'm not that i didn't like wasn't great for me but it was like I think I was talking about him to kind of because I kind of knew he was going to do something messed up. And I wanted to be like, you guys, I'm in this relationship where I, he calls me three times a day. And like, That's I don't know true. how it, I don't know how it mm-hmm. went from me wanting to have a hookup to then suddenly this guy who's so emotionally dependent on me. And I love the attention, but something is weird about it. And I don't feel fulfilled. But I know he's about to, he, I knew he was going to pull the shit of like, but I never had sex with you. But I'm like, honestly, an emotional intimacy yeah. is so much deeper so when he didn't tell me about her and then but I was still fine with that I'm like that's so sketchy but like I'm not trying to marry this man and then she pulled me aside and she laid down the law on who yeah. this person was and then I was like I've been so duped and I feel so stupid and I am frustrated that I let this man consume my phone for so long um so like it was just a frustrated but once I'm over something like once I see someone's true colors like I you don't look back on that but it was really a lot of frustration so how um, long into the show are we like Luke is done and seen case closed or like I mean two weeks um after that talk with Sierra I was done so but it was I was never I I was like interested to see like oh we're gonna have like a fun flirty thing like what's what sick mind fuck of an adventure we're gonna take me through this summer and then I was like he also knew that I went on a first date with Des because he calls me every day so when Mm -hmm. I walked in and he goes I like this other girl I go oh you're like we were like it's just this terrible competition that I didn't want to be a part of anymore. So how quick into the season do you start talking to Des again and you're like, I want to blow this taco stand and go hang <laughs> with my hot fox? <laughs> um, during like the fighting with Luke, I definitely was thinking about Des the whole time. Okay, so you guys are in this beautiful house. It's much better than the last house. It was like an influencer house in yesteryear. Um, (laughs) Do you get sick of the house? How long does it take? 12 hours before you're like, I can never return to this house and be totally fine. Oh, God. The house house was annoying because the kitchen was upstairs. It was three flights upstairs from where Paige and I were in the basement. Paige and I were in the basement. So we had to walk out of the basement, go one flight two flights to the third flight and then also if you see that outside the house it's all stairs so when you see me leaving the garbage next to it it's because everyone would leave the garbage there and then we all get a bunch and bring it down all the stairs together instead of one by one and then there's a dining room table (laughs) on the first floor so it's upside down house the pineapple turnover whatever the fuck it's called it was it was such an interesting home uh-huh. And there was like no one was ever in like one area. Yeah, I don't All know. I know is Paige and I legit had like a dungeon that no one went to. No, a dungeon. And then like when I was fighting with someone, I'd have to go through so much of the house to get to the food <laughs> that I would definitely run into them. And then I'd come back to Paige and I'd be like, "Okay, this is what happened." And it we tried to order like a mini fridge for our room. Oh, that was smart. Yeah. Yeah. Also. Paige and I were not cooking also because the oven was broken. Not that I would have used the oven, but we were ordering tons of takeout. So we would just have to go up one flight to get the takeout. So that's when they were like, the kitchen's a mess. I was like, I don't know what kitchen you're talking about. You did say that. You did say that. Um, Also, when you last episode, you walked all the way upstairs to the kitchen 
and you were angry at them because they were talking about you. But all I heard them talk about was a rowing machine. So like, were you crouched next to a couch or a plant listening, <laughs> eavesdropping for some time before you walked in? We You can hear everything. And, and by the way, when you walk in into the room, I think you have to have a different strategy instead of just going, oh, and by the way, I can hear you. Maybe carry a tambourine or something and go, <laughs> hey there, I'm coming in. No, something like it's, that. It's funny because reality TV, you get to watch all the shit people are talking about you behind your back. Because like I knew that Kyle was going around the house like saying mean things, but I didn't know the extent of it. So I'm like, <laughs> it's it's hard to watch. I didn't realize, and this is probably such a horrible character trait that I have, but here we go. I love listening to conversations that I'm not supposed to be listening to. Yeah. Okay. So, like, I thought you were going to say something way worse. Oh, so like, if, so like if we heard people in the kitchen talking, we we're yeah. like, let's stand at these stairs and see like if they're talking shit about us. And most of the time, like it was. They were talking for like 20 minutes about yeah. how, yeah, how lazy we are and how we only have our job because of them. But yeah. But again, not that I'm producing, but next time that happens, if you could wear all black with berets. Just kind of ninja, do like a ninja kick through the Paige room and then, dive, the under, then yeah. dive under the table and then There's peek like out lasers. from the chair. And then, yeah, with a laser and then go, hey there, strangers. I just like, like what's so funny too is like, I wasn't deliberately, I didn't want to be a part of that conversation. I just really wanted a cookie. And if you notice, I just wanted to grab the cookie and go on my merry way to emotionally eat some more. Um, Yeah, that was my story. It does feel like there's a lot of snacking. And as someone who has a metabolism that may or may not be shutting down as I get older, (laughs) I'm always in just surprised at the snackage Mm. uh tequila consumption lack of exercise for some on the show algorithm Mm -hmm. how are you guys able to stay in bikini shape but eat doritos and then pound uh shots of jaeger no one no one ever asks us this and this is a great question because we thank you thank you weird like type of food that we eat in the summer like I know at all times first of all Amanda does all of the ordering oh so every every week she'll send out an email and if you put like what you want on it then she like collects it all and does it for us which is I can't even believe she does it we eat an egregious amount of cheese sticks disgusting just just raw dog and cheese sticks lunch meat Oh my God. We're always packing lunch meat. Turkey. This summer, it was like we had never seen cereal before. Mm -hmm. We went insane every time there was a new cereal. But what? You guys eat like toddlers. Wait, no, Kate. We're not. We're not. Literally toddlers. We're not trying to tell you like, oh my God, we eat so bad and we're so skinny. This is what happens. (laughs) You have so much anxiety um, that someone in the house is running around trying to destroy you. Um, that nothing stays in your stomach. Got so it. everything I ate was you going through out. me. Not even shit. Pure liquid. So like oh, I am sickly okay. all summer. Like when I got up from the table and Carlos, like, she doesn't do shit. I was going to have diarrhea. <laughs> like when I got up that one okay. time, they're like, "Look at her, not helping." I was having diarrhea. Got it. Now, that makes I'm sense. I'm usually very bloated, so yeah. I can't eat. She's the reverse. She gets days. stuck up. She gets stuck. Get bounced oh, backed up, backed up. Yep. And then when it comes out, then I'm like, I need to eat everything. And then it goes into another cycle. Yeah. So we are like <laughs> always talking about poop and like, or she will shower while I'm just like, hey, I'm having explosive diarrhea. And she's like, I love that for you. I hope mine comes soon. <laughs> and I'm like, just get into a fight and it's a laxative, girl. <laughs> okay. The stove. Why was it broken for so long? Is that, that's actually the most fucked up part of the summer that I'm very happy you asked. Actually, I don't care about the stove. Never mind. Um, I don't know. It was just... It just wouldn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. Didn't affect my life much, but people were very upset about it. Do the people... unsung hero of our season were the repairmen. <laughs> they did. They never repaired it, though. Yeah, it so, doesn't seem like they did. They did it. At some point later, we did. Maybe at know. the... I don't know. Whatever. We, we didn't... <laughs> 
My guess was it was like a, a fancy stove that they needed to get apart from like someplace in it France. It was very, or very fancy. But it's one yeah. of those things where it's like if I was paying rent for that whole place myself, I would have been so livid that like the stove doesn't work. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, you also were like in the height of quarantine. COVID, yeah, got it. And they couldn't. It wouldn't mm. come in. Yeah, COVID was. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Delaying it or whatever. Paige, why do you have so many shoes and clothes? in racks in your room are these for outfit of the day pictures why why what's going on i my mood changes and i wanted to take a lot of content (laughs) pictures i didn't know what we were going to be doing and my hannah can attest to this if i don't have the right outfit for a specific like event or occasion i'm not going i'm not going and if i'm there and it's not right i'm not having a good time there have been plenty of times where Hannah, ha- we've been out and Hannah's come up to me and been like, are you going to pull it together? Like, you're not having a good time. I know you hate your outfit, but I need you, I need you to reel it in. <laughs> what are you going like, to do when you have home. children? This is really going to be difficult for you. She's a, pro- you, people don't understand when people are like, oh, Paige is, Hannah and Paige are lazy. She is a professional. This is what she does. She sees she sees an outfit. She makes it looks for less. She puts the outfit together. She knows exactly how to take the photo. She makes her money doing it. Like you can only respect. Like it's a yeah. pure skill that we don't have. Yeah, no, and please no, don't bring I up don't. kids to me. It's very triggering. Because <laughs> very and I didn't love that. I'm feeling attacked. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. Um, Kyle made it seem like you two are quite lazy. That you just sit in your room all day and eat Cheetos, and the others are presumably, presumably. Um, you know, crunching numbers. What is your response to that? We have totally different jobs. I could never do what they do. And I don't think that they could ever do what we do. Mm, Well done. I mean, watching it was pretty, it was kind of frustrating because I worked all year, every night to put together like an hour of stand-up material. Did Mm -hmm. my first two shows to start my tour and my stand-up tour got canceled. I was supposed to be traveling all over the country this last summer. So that fucking sucked. But I had Burning in Hell. Paige and I were launching our new podcast, Giggly Squad. We were getting merch for Giggly Squad. We mm-hmm. are working on our partnerships or whatever. And like anyone who knows me and Paige, like we're different kinds of workers. But like I'm a fucking workaholic. I have an issue. Um, but I, I think that was a real trigger for me. Like the whole like, well, we actually work hard. So that's why we want to party. I just also think it's my mind. You know, unless you owe me money or you pay my bills, I don't know why you care. You know, (laughs) unless you have a check you need to give me, don't worry about it. Right. Yes. And and I'm just really proud of like um, Paige and I for the work we've done. But also like part of me almost empathizes with Kyle. Like he cursed us out last summer, called us Giggly Squad. We just smiled and monetized it. So like maybe I'd be a dick to me all season two, you know? What is the deal with you and Kyle? I felt the anger, the bitterness, the frustration, the rage through the television. What is at the heart of the animosity not between two, two of you? It's not, not it cannot be about trash. What is no. this really about? Is, is no. what, Come on. I mean, the hard thing is I hate that Amanda even like gets involved. It, like I, I hate that Amanda's ever hurt through it. Because it's really just like, um, bottom line is Kyle said everything I've got in my career is because of him. And like, that's the root of all the drama. Oh, okay. And, and how did he do that for you? I would just I don't like know. to know. You could, you could ask him. That sounds very interesting. So like, that's just what it is. That's what we're watching. But I like, I appreciate Kyle for everything he's done for Summer House and for launching it. And I think like his career is awesome. And like, I just wish the best for him. And like, but it's been a hard season to watch. So basically, you're what you're telling me is that you're Kelly Dodd and he's Vicky Gumbelson. Whoa, 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 whoa! Let's not throw Kelly around. <laughs> you know that Kelly terrifies me. <laughs> yeah, like there's just something about her that I'm terrified of her. I feel like you're terrified of a lot of people. She pretends, but and she like, can hold her own. One housewife, I never want to. If I never want to fight with one housewife, it's Kelly Dodd. What? Who else would you like to not fight with on real in Real Housewives? Bethany Frankel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. She's terrifying. (laughs) Who would you be friends with that's a real housewife? Cynthia Bailey. Oh, Oh, yeah. She's so gorgeous. Her freaking cheekbones. Why don't you and Cynthia do a spinoff? 
I would love that. I've always loved Cynthia. She's actually been one of my, she's always in my top five. Portia, I think is, I love Atlanta. They're one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, and then Jersey. I mean, <laughs> I feel like we're related, you know, like they don't even go in that category. Cause I'm like, those are my sisters. <laughs> what do you think about um, the analogy? Oh. Mm, good question. Me and Hannah have talked about this. I'm a Teresa Judice like ugh, Stan. I can recognize when she's wrong, and it's most of the time. But it's fucking mother. Um, I think that I think that it was horrible what Teresa did to Jackie. But she kind of Jackie then put herself at the same playing field when she said something about Gia. Mm, okay. I'm like having trouble watching New Jersey this season because if you think about it. Ja- um, they've been talking about it and then Jackie has like only one other scene that she talks about it but it was very yeah. like you know the Evan thing and everyone is now turning on Jackie being like let the mouse go but like Paige you can uh, I don't know I'm worse with grudges than you but like only in reality TV do you have to n- not be mad anymore because you have to yeah. move forward with because a story you have to move, we're like yeah. in real life you're like I don't fuck with that woman ever again <laughs> But yeah. instead, you're getting yelled at because you're like, forgive her. Like, she tried to, like, ruin your family. But, like, forgive her. Everyone's sick of it. Like, we're sick of hearing it because it's supposed to be entertainment. And then you start feeling crazy. And, like, I just, I yeah. empathize with the whole situation on both sides. Because also, I, Teresa, was, she brought great drama, but at a cost. So also, let's say you have a birthday party for Des. And you find out that Paige went around the party and was like, heads up, guys. Des has a girlfriend. <laughs> I mean, and then she goes it's not facts it. but i i heard it from someone someone <laughs> yeah. said it someone i don't know who i didn't they said say it. it it wasn't me i it just wasn't heard me. it so I, wouldn't like, you want to know. know if he had a girlfriend so i told everybody <laughs> are there any other members of the cast of summer house that you enjoy full-time like are you facetiming with carl for example sometimes carl will facetime me um I feel like I'm definitely the closest to Hannah, Sierra, and Amanda. Mm-hmm. Oh, Sierra. Yeah. I feel like you guys all really bonded with her, too. Oh, my God. She's just very, like, even keel, mm-hmm. like, chill. There's a sense of calm when she's yeah. around for some reason. She- I, I can't, like, put my finger on it, but you're just like, whew. Does Luke have a type of girl, which are slobs? Because it seems like <laughs> Sierra's a slob. And Hannah, you don't seem to be someone who values... Oh, I'm a slob. Yeah, I'm a, yeah. I'm a creative. Oh, no, is that what Luke, it is? It's, Luke does creative. have a type. <laughs> yeah. Here's my question. I feel like you know the answer already, but... How, how many of these fights in Summer House are really about Instagram followers, who gets more opportunities, who gets more attention, who's the star of the show, versus chores? I will say this. No one, we never talk about Instagram. Oh, okay. I mean, I think it's very underlying and and a lot of people think about it. Paige, you've had people in the cast make comments to you about it before. Yeah, that, okay, yeah. (laughs) I don't know why I'm even here. (laughs) No, no, um, let's just say that I couldn't tell anyone I got chat room because I would have been, it would have been even worse for me. All right. So you felt like the the whole season was really difficult. Like you were just kind of being pounded on. I mean, I, I definitely think that, um, I played into it all. I definitely think that I took the bait on everything. I definitely Mm -hmm. think that I had severe cabin fever where like when I'd get into a fight with like, or something would happen with Luke, I would never have a chance to like decompress or like get back to my Zen. So it was just like, worse and worse and worse to the point that like I I didn't have any patience and I kind of told myself like I'm being strong and like in the past I let people do whatever they want and walk all over me and I'm having a backbone now but watching it I'm like I'm like in a different mindset now and I'm like I wish she just walked away but I hope people are entertained well yeah you're in a different mind so you're about to cut your hair and wear a track suit and wear some <laughs> <laughs> I have Reeb- a juicy tracks. You're gonna wear some Reeboks and go shopping for you know macaroni but, and cheese. Yeah, yeah. But then also like I'm kind of proud of myself for for speaking up and like I do think I was on the defense a lot of the time, which is unfortunate. But um, you know, I was <laughs> I was losing my damn mind. <laughs> Don't you feel like Summer House is really just a series of nanny cam shots? Yeah. Tell everybody where they can listen to your hilarious podcast and follow you. 
Okay, you guys need to listen to Giggly Squad. We make fun of everything, but most importantly ourselves. And it's very similar humor to Kate. We love Kate. Um, I have a podcast, Burning in Hell, mental health comedy pod. And follow me at Being Burns. Um, I just forgot my name for a second. <laughs> <laughs> just underscore DeSorbo. Um, and Summer House is on every Thursday at 9 p.m. Is Perry watching these episodes or do you have no information? No cares. Okay, well, thank you guys. Love you <laughs> thank both. Thank you so um, much. <laughs> Bye. Welcome to the show. I'm, that was the best intro ever. I love you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm so pumped to be here. Okay, I have to know from you. And you gotta you have to give the people. The people want to know, 90 Day Fiance, Mm-hmm. Maybe they haven't stayed the course. What what do they need to know about this season? Because listen, there's some people that recap the show, and there's some people like yourself who recap the show. If you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, mm-hmm. deep dive. No, I appreciate this so much, and I understand why your audience and maybe you have been a little overwhelmed. It's been a hard time. Discovery Plus came out. There is like one billion shows that Sean Robinson for some reason just gets to host them all, honey. But it's just the after shows and you know but so let me tell you what I've been deep diving and what I've been watching and what's coming up so what of course is happening right now is we're in season eight of regular old 90 day fiance you know we have some repeats and we have some new characters so of the repeats this season the Mike Natalie storyline has been intense and this last uh, Sunday night's episode ended with a bang and by bang I mean a panic attack on Natalie's part (laughs) Uh, where we were like, we thought that hair was blonde and curly before, and those eyes were big and blue, honey. And it turned to a different level hair standing on end, big eyes, just, I mean, like anime filled with tears, truly heartbreaking. And also like one of the best performances I've seen of a mental breakdown (laughs) on this show. And that's crazy because we've also seen like a long, a long-term performance of a mental breakdown in the character of Stephanie this Mm. season. Okay. Now, Stephanie is going to go down in the history books for 90-day characters. And I really need you to know, like, in a Lida Larissa way. Okay? Wow. That's, yeah, no, I'm... Yeah. Wow. Okay. TLC, through, honestly, like, whether it was a good idea, decided to cast a bananas, mentally insane woman who also has hardcore addiction issues. Okay, fun. Okay, on the show, and now we get to comment or talk about her. But, like, are we allowed to? I don't know. It's a PC world we're in. But, I mean, I'm just being honest. It's crazy that we even have her as, like, a character study. So she has been, this whole this woman is a hula hooping, Xanax loving, Judy Garland, owner of, like, a, a locations of a HGH weight loss anti-aging location called Skin Envy, honey. Well, meanwhile, my God, wow. she has, like, a Thanksgiving style, like... Just turkey lurkey happening underneath that Kybella needing chin, which I'm sure she has Kybella at her fling. She also is obsessed with going to Belize and just like getting young men and then financially dominating them and their family. Oh boy. Through a course of a relationship where she is like sending them money, but then also using that as a way to text, you know, her lover's parents and being like, I haven't heard a and then having like their poor mother being like, uh, let me get him, you know, because she's paying the rent. And then, then she goes to Belize and she like gets into it. And this is where it gets really messy with her, like fiance, Ryan, honey. And like some ish one down, goes down in the middle of the night and she like says that he stealthed her. What? You know, stealthing is like when you take the condom off <gasps> sexual situation. Okay. So now we really- so that's a whole situation that wow. like okay. big intense. He leaves. She just calls his cousin Harris, and now she's now continuing the season with Harris. What? As her new fiance. <laughs> okay. Harris and her had hooked up like in Belize, like when she was mad at Ryan like a year ago. And the way that Harris met was Harris had just climbed a tree and like picked her a coconut, and she was like, Thanks, Harris. She was nice to him and they boned that night. And then now that Ryan's out of the picture, Harris is in the picture. And Harris is like, oh, like, tap me in, coach. I'm going to America. I'm getting all the money. Like, I'm going to, you know, skin envy is now mine. And 
She, okay, so that's one thing. Where is Skin Envy located? In what city? Michigan. Interesting. He said what city, and I didn't, I answered Michigan. <laughs> and uh, we're just going to go with that. You know, maybe, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, it's, I had been very harsh to Stephanie this whole time. And I <laughs> shouldn't, because the woman is going through it like mentally, and I really should have some empathy. But at the same time, I find it hard because I feel like she is like a snake oil salesman, like pitching all this stuff to women who like don't need any of that business mm-hmm. and like don't need to have like shots in them to like look better or lose weight. God bless. Like she is no ambassador for for either one. You know, she's right. skinny. God bless. But like, come on. Um, but at the same time, like she's sick. She's a sick woman that we're just watching, just watching like, like Natalie style, just like crazy, you know, okay. I have to, I, I, I want to move on, um, to people that are like a little, a little chippier, like Betty. There's a new mom on the season that has like, honestly, like been like, oh, Debbie, like, don't worry. I got this. Like, I'm going to come in and really show you what it's like to run my son's life. Oh, I see. Right. There is. Yeah. And she's still married to Ron and Ron and her have had one son their whole life, honey. And that person is Brandon and Brandon is like 27, but he's like really 12. And he met this woman (laughs) named Julia, honey. And the way that he met her was just that he was like on a FaceTime with one of his friends and his friends was like at some Russian club and was like, Brandon, look at this one. And like, Julia was just dancing like in the FaceTime and then was like, what's that? And then they fell in love. Okay. And then like now in America and living on Brandon's ranch. Now here's the thing. The, the streets say this ranch is really like his parents' doomsday swing, sex swing, like cult style farm. Okay. That is like being left to him in his like name. And they're always just like, Brandon, this will all be yours or whatever. And Brandon's like, I don't want any of it. I like just, I don't care about anything. I'm like the most apathetic, like 14 year old in the whole world. And like, I just want to like bone this Julia with like, with nary a condom. Like a whole thing that happened early in the season was that they weren't using condoms. And so don't worry, they have like a pregnancy scare. And you're always like, why aren't you using condoms if you like don't want to have a baby, you know? But it's like, it's, it's a hard situation, but like that is like a theme for so many. Okay. I will say uh, the, the, the queen of the season, and it's not Stephanie because I think that she's a bad person, but the queen of the season is this girl named Yara, honey. She's also Euro- Eastern European. And Yara has a sensibility where she wears coats, like without putting her arms through. Oh, like, of course. You know what I'm saying? Just like she's on not, her shoulders. Yeah, not committed to the sleeves, but just mm-hmm. in for the ride. Right. Yes, yes, yes. But not only in for the ride, just like mm-hmm. on top. Like she has the Eastern European <laughs> like sensibility of like, I want things to look rich like what I wear, okay. like it's right. rich, you know, like we are also, and I should send you a before and after, honey, had a completely different face 10 years ago. God bless her. It looks great. <laughs> so Yara meets Jovi and Jovi is like a Creole, like Bayou love in like New Orleans, like set of teeth. You know what I'm saying? And like, I don't, I have to show you, like, I know it sounds crazy when I say it, but like, if you know what I'm talking about, you absolutely know what I'm talking about. And they like had, I think, some sort of like Anfisa, like George situation where like, and the same thing with Brandon and Julia, where like these men will like treat these women mm-hmm. on like multi thousand, you know, not millionaire, but multi thousand dollar like vacations. <laughs> they just like spend so much money on their like Discover cards, honey, and then they like, get to America and they just like, don't have that life or whatever, you know? Right. Like, yeah. Chase signature. I don't know what the PlayStation <laughs> is, but so uh, that's what also what happens. Um, with uh, Jovi, like Jovi has this crazy ass career where he's like a deep sea diver and he like works for a month at a time and like has a month off. We don't know how much money Jovi makes, but we do know that he's living in New Orleans in supposedly a good part of town, which is the warehouse district. And he has like a nice place. But when Yara gets to New Orleans, honey, she's not into it. There's like throw up everywhere. She doesn't get it or whatever. <laughs> also, Yara like gets pregnant. Oh no. And Jovi loves strippers. And <laughs> this scene happened last night, which is like the craziest scene in the whole world. And I like, I have to just break it down. It's Jovi's bachelor party, okay? Jovi's like friends take him to, God bless a strip joint in the middle of coronavirus. Okay, really understand this. They're drinking and then their his friend, like some woman, of course, just sits down, stripper sits down. Her name was Carter or something like that. Or Cartier, I'm not quite sure. You know, whatever. she's, you know, she sits down. And he's like, I want you guys to go upstairs. So Jovi, the night before, like, whatever, just goes and gets, like, grinded on. Like, I'm sorry, like, whatever Cardi B, like, Megan Thee Stallion from the Grammys, like, uh, they're his own personal performance of that, like, upstairs. 
who comes home, who's supposed to come home early. Yara is pregnant, laying in bed. And the next morning, supposed to go to Vegas. And he comes in, turns on the lights and is like, I got to pack or whatever, but is too drunk to pack. And then just lays down in bed with her in a full-size bed. That's what they, you know, that's what they're laying in <laughs> with them. Coronavirus gentleman club stripper jeans covered in every thing that you can imagine on the inside and outside from that cart and what would happen. I mean, you know that it was grinding in a champagne. Can you imagine what's on those jeans laying in that bed with him, his pregnant fiance? Okay. I like, I mean, I like, I'm breaking it down. I'm like, so I'll never get over that scene. And I might never get married because of it, because (laughs) I just don't, I don't think I'm for that world. I don't think I'm for, I mean, like, but this is what this woman signed up for. It's just, it's hard because we have experienced Yara this whole season and she has been snappy and fiery. There was one point where, oh, I can just talk about this show for like 9 million years where Jovi's dad, Monty, this is one of my favorite parts (laughs) in the whole world. Monty's like this backwards bayou, blah, blah, blah. And he's like to Yara is like, you know, it's just so sad. These Russian Ukrainian women just like have this uh, reputation of just wanting to come to America, you know, and like whatever, you know. And Yara's like, "Oh, really? That's a harsh stereotype." And she is saying this in a, like a perfect Ukrainian accent, which I wish I could do for you, and I cannot. But she's like, "Um, that's weird and like annoying to hear that stereotype." Much like another stereotype, like the stereotype that all of Europe has about Americans, mostly how you guys are the absolute dumbest. (laughs) As a, as a, as this, and when you, when she says it, and this was like three seasons, three episodes ago, I mean, I stood up and cheered (laughs) and like I threw up and then stood up and cheered. Like I then peed my pants. And to that moment, I was like, I'll I'll love you forever. So to have that moment where you're like, you're the best and you right. think you're the best to have this moment with Jovi and his jeans are like, and he's the worst. And I don't yeah. understand Yara. I don't understand what, what's happening and why you're making the choices. And Yara had already been pregnant by him. So is, she knows that she's fertile. Okay. I know you're probably like, how are you still talking about this? But I still have to say two things. First of all, there was a lot of pigtails. There's been a lot of pigtails this season, oh. this last episode. And it really is women, God bless, who like are trying to, I think, have stay to young. Power. Yeah. It's like a hair filter to trick their 27 year old boyfriends that they're young, you know? Oh, okay. Okay. We have Rebecca and Zayed on this season. So, and Zayed has had a glow up, honey, like nobody's business. I mean, he saw himself on TV for a season. He lost a bunch of weight. He's like a real housewife. I mean, just the exact same, like got his teeth. I don't know. Oh, but, like, like veneers or hair. something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Tan, you know, like, you know, it's not, it's not the housewife, but you know, when my favorite moment is when a bachelorette contestant becomes the bachelor and you're like, you're the same person because yes. it's always, yeah, you are orange with white teeth. Now you lost 40 pounds and your forehead won't move. Right. I mean, but, um, Zayed has been like a perfect prince angel this whole season because God bless him. He has Rebecca who like Rebecca's life is no one trusts her to make a smart decision. I mean, like her daughter, her friends, everyone's like, Rebecca, you have failed us. You have disappointed us in every (laughs) choice you've made in your adult life. And this is not going to end now. Like we don't trust you. And so Zayed has to come to America and constantly make her feel better. You're so pretty, Rebecca. Mm. I don't mind that uh, we live in the same apartment that you lived with, with your ex. You know, I hate (laughs) Rebecca has been talking about not having furniture and how she has to move her furniture into this apartment. Honey, there are no furniture. She hasn't moved. She hasn't, there's, she has not moved a moment into this apartment. It's blank. And like, also Rebecca has some sort of sponsorship deal with her job, which is this like chain of ch- hot chicken restaurants called what? Joella's. I know what I'm talking like. Joella's hot chicken is now the place that, that Rebecca works. And every time Rebecca's on screen, she's wearing a Joella's hot shirt. shirt oh, something like she should be paid for it. that. Yeah. Wow. She is. There's no way. Cause like scenes start now, like uh, Zayed, I brought home your hot chicken sandwich with a side of fries, just like the way you like it. It's so yummy from Joella's. Anyway, let's talk about our Ramadan drama or whatever. Right. Uh, I looked at the menu of Joella's. I'm not even, by the way, I'm like, I would do that too. I would. Joella's. It sounds so delicious. Oh, God, Kate, they have a kale salad. You'd go crazy for it. I haven't eaten there. I want to eat there so bad. But we could go on a road trip. Uh, could you imagine? No, we could. No, we should. We should film it. Oh my God. Like a buddy road trip to go eat at Joella's. It's, it's going to take us literally three days to get there. <laughs> Should I get my stick and bandana? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were driving whatever class. Like we're driving. How this ends is not good off a cliff. So 
<laughs> which is too bad because we live in the lap of luxury right now. And we're just going to throw it all away. Um, I feel like <laughs> I, there's what, there's a lot of elements that make me sad for you not watching the season. And Betty is one of them. I like talked about Betty. It's like the Debbie, like, or whatever situation. And there's like a moment where I'm just like, I think that if you are a listener, you want me to talk to you about this, which is there was a moment that Brandon and Julia get one night together. They're not allowed to sleep in the same bedroom at this point. This happens later. Like Brandon like sneaks his way in. But like at this point they have separate bedrooms and they put Julia into like a basement room, honey, with a bunch of like storage shit that like, there's like dusty old pictures there. It's like really like the bottom of the barrel and just to put her in her place. But the night they leave, Brandon and Julia like bone all over the house you know oh, what i'm God. saying like, oh of course on the kitchen but one thing they one place they do bone is a hot tub and betty oh. comes the next day checks the hot tub and checks the ph balance like as if it was oh, i no. swear as if it was a bottle of estancia water honey and she's like oh it's at a nine and it's alkaline or aesthetic i'm not quite sure what it is that is one whole thing that happened this season i mean like you'll never see it so i need you to know that happened okay <laughs> There are other couples we should know, but like Tariq and Hazel, we don't care about them. Right. Like, yeah. No, no, Andrew no. And Amira, like they haven't even met up or whatever. And all you have to know about is Amira, honey, is like a bell or whatever in a provincial town where people must like not treat her well because her whole thing is she has to leave or something. But what she doesn't know is she's going to like fly into the arms of like an Andrew who like literally cosplays a prince at his like mom's daycare and like <laughs> is absolutely crazy. And, um, but and she's only doing it to like have access to more Sephora locations. I don't understand oh. this doesn't become VIB Rouge, honey, and just like get whatever you want from it. And you can return it. It's very easy. Okay. There's the new season trailer, brand new season trailer of Happily Ever After drop. Okay, tell me. Okay, tell me. We get Angela's back, but only oh, half. Oh God. Angela had weight loss surgery. God bless. God bless. And just side note is I have too. And um, just a completely different topic. If you ever want to know about that, I made a YouTube video about it. But like, I know what that VHS vertical gastric sleeve life is like, honey. And that's what Angela got. Okay. Does she look real? She looks totally yes. different. Already. Yes. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Now, what we cannot do, what we cannot do is lose Angela in the way that we lost Mama June. Okay. Yes. <laughs> what do you feel about Angela? Like, I think that like when it comes to ninety day mega fans, mega stands, there's like the Darcy camps and there's the Angela camps, and then okay. there's like it trickles down. Like you know, because yeah. no one's like I'm a diehard Big Ed fan. Like, right? Die if you are. You know, right. like who are you? You know, like, <laughs> but. And no one's like a diehard Danielle fan, but I will say this, and I, I said this, and this is, uh, I want to write a thesis paper on that. I know I'm going to different places, but we would not even be talking about this show or the juggernaut of the show if it was, so I have to give credit to where it's due, if it wasn't for the fact that on the first season reunion, we had Mohammed say mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. Danielle's vagina needed medical treatment. And if that <laughs> didn't happen, I wouldn't be here with you talking about this show. The show wouldn't have lasted. So giving Daniel her credit, but what I'm bringing this back to is I'm a mega stand of Angela. I love me some Angela. Like, okay. I think that she's crazy. I think that she's complex. I think that she's perfect reality fodder. I sincerely though, feel her joy when she expresses it on screen. Like authentically, I feel like when Angela is happy and happy with people and the times in which I've seen her in Africa, like loving every second of Michael's mom or whatever, or enjoying in that crazy ass laugh, it touches my soul. Kate, you understand what I'm saying? I like her. I do. I do. Okay. Now there, this is a hard character to like, because we know a lot. She's of a hard one to like. She's a hard one to like. She has two daughters, honey, and like an angel, like a devil. One, <laughs> One's bad. One is one real, is real bad. bad. Real Scotty, bad. 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 And I don't know, like, we don't talk about Scotty anymore. And I get why, because she literally went to jail for like horrible things. Okay. Right. Scotty's out of jail now and has been living at Angela's house. Oh boy. Okay. But we don't see Scotty. Nor should we. Like, nor yep. should we. I mean, yeah. can you imagine the cameras are like, trying to avoid her, you know, because yeah. it's like, they know. We only see Skylar, honey, who's like, I'm shut down from like, I won't give you any eggs. You know, like, <laughs> I don't care what kind of eggs you want. Like, I have good ones, harvesty ones. Like, I bet Skylar's eggs are like multicolored ones, like the kinds you see on Instagram right now. Like, if you follow like right. farm people, which I'm doing, homestead, hashtag homesteading as a whole situation. You can enjoy that if you want. But 
I love me some Angela and I don't want Angela to lose her mind because she transfers her addiction because we know that she likes smoking and obviously eating is a whole situation to something else like Mama Jude and I will not lose Angela to any right. sort of heroine or whatever. Like I need Michael to get to America and like hold down my woman. Hold it make down. Make her happy. Yeah. Like, you know, like make her small cakes that she can enjoy, you know, tiny, tiny cakes or whatever. I mean, whatever her thing is. I mean, I know that if you can't comfort eat, that you must be smoking Camel. Oh yeah. I mean like actual camels now. You know, like <laughs> there's no way. Um I but besides Angela being back, which I'm obviously happy about, we also get a Swelu. A Swelu and Kalani's back and a Swelu sister is back and it looks like a Swelu sister is just like honestly channeling like Jake Paul because she just wants to fight everyone. Like, you know, like, yeah, I mean, she's like a punching bag, honey, but like one that punches people, you know, like an aggressive punching bag, you know, like she, I I can't believe it. I, I can't believe it. Just like, yeah, we're just families are okay. Like family day Chantel with just being like, I'm going to come out. We're going to fight to the death. Oh, for fame. You know, like speaking of that, I know I hate it. Another family that's back. Uh, is the Libby and like Andre situation. Like that's mm-hmm. one thing, but Libby's sisters. And, and I'm not since Melissa Gorga's sisters, have we seen sisters wanting that fame <laughs> as much as her sister? It's much as Libby's yes. sisters and her dumbass family that we, I hate them. Mm-hmm. I ha- hate them up and down the brother. They're all so trashy coming to like, you know, Moldova and talking about peasant food and like, mm-hmm. you're all trashy. And I think that, there's something specifically that like I hate about them, which is that they really think that they're rich and like sophisticated and cultured and not like, even sophisticated. They think they're sophisticated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They know French. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just like, you've all been in jail. First right. of all. I mean, <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, just yes. Yeah, like one thing. It's just like that's but, yeah, that's like but, so your point is just don't be so judgy because yeah. one would think that you were the wrong people to judge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like I'm sure that they eat like I mean that dad eats like so much Wendy's to talk about peasant food. <laughs> I mean, he lives off square burgers. <laughs> No Joellas he's eating, honey, that, you know, like, it's bad. No, I mean, Wendy's does not have a kale salad, that's for sure. No, but they do have a yummy chili. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I mean, maybe just, like, side note. You <laughs> <laughs> already just want some chili. Wendy's has good chili. Um, I, I'm really into... Uh, I'm really, yeah, I'm really into seeing like what happens the reunion for for this last season. Uh, I why really have you? It. Why have they not called you to do the reunion? I don't understand that. You know, I from your lips to God's ears, I have no idea. I do know that like they always reach out to me. They've reached out to me to be like, do you know anyone that'd be great on the show? And I'd be like, no. They, I've had. <laughs> oh, you mean me. and by the show you mean the reunion? Yes, I would love to be the host. Me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah. what do I need to be on your show? Do I mean, you want me to go on Friend Finder and find someone in like Beirut? I will, you know, like. But yeah, like they've reached out to me before, also just like you want to like we see your YouTube channel, YouTube channel. Do you want to come on the show and ask a super fan question? And I'm like, do you are you gonna are you gonna put my are you gonna put any of my social media handles? Or are you just gonna right, right, right. have me act as a super fan to ask like a question? And that's what they want me to do. And I'm just like. All right, no. Can you I'm commenting on your show every week? Yeah, like throw me a bone and make me the host because I will be, I will light this place on fire. It, I will be the, there. The audiences will come sprinting. Yes, I mean you're an angel. I need to know that. But I mean, <laughs> listen, honey, our value is like immeasurable, and uh, until like <laughs> until we can even define it, who cares if others can't? Yeah. True. True. Oh, really? Just had to like shake it out. No, but I, yeah, I love this show so much. I really am just like super into it. I like, I'm going to do a cast controversies deep dive, like to, because whatever always happens is as the season progresses, then there's all this drama that happens on Instagram and such, you know, like, so one thing is like Andrew's mom, 
you know, commented on Amira's Instagram being like, you're just a lion, fame, hungry, makeup, love, and whore, you know, whatever she said, she deleted it. So it's like, there's always a part of this season where I have to like now go to like the, so the, the soap dirt and like, go through it. See what all the mm-hmm. drama is happening behind the scenes as like the people themselves ramp up for their tell-alls and the reunions. You know, I can't wait. Well, the YouTube is piss your pants funny. You it. are so talented. You are I so you. talented. And I'm just hoping that everyone that's listening who loves 90 Day Fiance or who may really want to dip their toe into the water mm-hmm. should know that you are their best friend that they have not met yet. If you want to dip your toe into the water, make sure that it's not uh, just like a bunch of Brandon DNA floating in a hot tub in like a doomsday <laughs> sex week and farm. But uh, thank you so much. I'll take it all. Uh, yeah, I I love talking about this show. Like it's, and I honestly love sincerely the talking to other people, like connecting about this weird ass fun dumb thing. So. <laughs> <laughs> Tell everybody where they can they can watch your YouTubes and how yeah. they can follow you. Absolutely. So I'm Chris L. Farah. The L is for Lebanese. Hi, your luxury. You pick um, <laughs> across all platforms. We're talking Instagram, Twitter, and the Clubhouse. The house that is club. Um, I also have a Facebook group called Vanity Farah, which is like where I post before <laughs> I go live. Um, of course, I do have the YouTube I've talked about. That's just Chris Farah. I go live to talk about 90 Day at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and then do an, uh, then I shoot later an edited recap because I can't stop talking about this show in different ways. It's so du- it's like the dumbest thing. Um, but other than that, I am talking on Clubhouse as well. And I'm just so thankful that you had me on. The amazing Kate Casey. <laughs> I want to thank my great guests, Hannah Burner, Paige DeSorbo, and Chris Farah, and remind you guys to subscribe to the show. Leave a five-star review. So helpful to me. Also, join the Facebook group, Reality Life with Kate Casey. You can find me on Twitter at, at Kate Casey. I tweet about shows and during shows all week long. My Instagram is at Kate Casey. I'm on Clubhouse, which is so much freaking fun, at, at Kate Casey. I'm in the Club Bravo group as an admin, but also I have my own group, which is called What to Watch with Kate. And if you jump into that, you can hear me talk about what to watch each week. And then I have separate rooms to talk about different documentaries. So jump into that. And then also I have a Patreon page with bonus episodes. Bonus episodes. Last week I had Shannon Gavani on talking about the royal family. I've got some upcoming great guests and you can check that out at patreon.com backslash Kate Casey. I am hoping that you have a great week and I look forward to catching up with you on Friday with Jenny McCarthy. Hey, grown-ups! The Cat in the Hat cast is a new podcast from Wondery, perfect for the whole family. Join the Cat in the Hat and your favorite Dr. Seuss characters as they get whisked away on a new adventure every week. Fish dreams of creating his very own polite and quiet podcast. That is, until he gets a surprise visit to his fishbowl podcast studio from the Cat in the Hat himself. And it becomes very clear that the cat has other plans for the podcast. And those plans are the opposite of quiet. Sing along to new favorite songs, try your luck at Titanic tongue twisters, have some fun with wondrous wordplay, and most importantly, bring your family along for all of the adventures in the Cat in the Hat cast. Follow the Cat in the Hat cast on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to the Cat in the Hat cast early and ad-free on Wondery Plus. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Wondery Kids Plus on Apple Podcasts today.